0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, time for the man you've all been waiting for—the king
3: of podcasting. And you've been described as the unacceptable face of journalism. I've done nothing
0: wrong. He was a bully. <laughs> Not you, had to shake my hands. He was a parasite. It's classic tax avoidance. Go away. <laughs> ML, soul of Detroit.
4: You asked me to ride, in ride you, the my jake. It's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now, One year ago today, more or less, I was getting everybody I could find, everybody I know, out to the polls to try and help further my ambitions as a candidate for Detroit City Council, and some of the feedback I got from folks was, well, you got a lot of white people who support you, and I thought, well... We have a lot of issues that we're trying to get out there. We have a lot of people meeting voters and greeting voters and sharing literature and answering questions. It's and it's terrible,
1: like, terrible white people. It's like, uh, yeah,
4: but, uh, but I think you're sending the wrong message to folks. And I was like, okay, well, I think all we're just trying to do is motivate and activate people who care about Detroit.
1: And yeah, uh, That didn't work out well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work out well at all, did it? <clears throat> Does that it it sting? worked out
4: okay. It worked out okay on primary day. We finished a strong second. After that, it, did, it didn't work out. It didn't work out so well. In fact, give me the diaper face drop. Uh, that's the one. That's the one I was. <laughs> you feeling made some
1: after really after real that. friends here. Yeah, it was.
4: It was. It was pretty bad.
1: <laughs> but um, but
4: it is different, and it it, it just kind of reminds you a little bit about with politics that sometimes it's all these extraneous issues to get involved. And 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 we were talking a little bit before the show. I know you all thought we were asleep, but no, we were actually trying to prepare this amazing meal that we're about to serve up. But we're, we're talking about how, um, you know, there are little stickers on the gas pumps at, with Biden saying, I did this. And Patrick <laughs> was saying he thinks they're funny. I said, they're, they're clever, but I mean, Putin did this. And we're talking about the withdrawal from Afghanistan and, and how Biden was getting criticized. And then Patrick said, well, didn't everybody want us out of Afghanistan? I said, yeah, yeah. but he didn't really do it the most seamless way possible. That's pretty awful. But but they're all out, and and it got me thinking about how in politics, even when you do what people want, even if you're motivating people and activating people and trying to engage people to make a difference and accomplish things that they say they want accomplished, you can still take it in the ear because when people don't want you to win or don't support you, they will find a way to turn the things that you do well or that you do that they want Against you. and It's that's easy, why, easy
1: to criticize, hard to come up with solutions.
4: Yeah, and that's why people like Patrick uh, don't vote.
2: Yeah, no, nah, I, don't, I don't bother with it.
4: <laughs> so we didn't know that when we agreed to take him on as an intern. That might have been one of
1: those <laughs> uh, deal-breaker interview questions. You can do before. that. What's wrong with that? You don't want to vote? Give, give him somebody to vote for. I mean, I disagree. I would vote.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you're it's you're you're exercising your vote by not voting. Exactly. It's, it's sorta of like doing the power to stop spice mining as a way to control spice mining, but uh but I got it. Um
2: Yeah, I just don't of, like, like how Dune's they I just don't like how they count up the votes. They 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 uh it's not like You a, mean falsely? No, that's well, I know I, they count I,
4: on eleven thousand too many in Georgia. <laughs>
2: No, the way that I mean it is like the whole like electoral college system of voting seems a bit broken to me. Like if say you're a Democrat living in Texas, well, then in the last election, your vote didn't really mean shit. And if you're a Republican in California, your vote really hasn't meant shit for, for years. For now. the
1: presidential election, I mean, yeah, yeah. All, all politics is local, right? Ml.
4: Well, they have they the have same. Democratic members of Congress from Texas. They have Democratic governors. I mean, uh, judges in Texas. They have state senators and state reps. And when, when abortion was being debated in the Texas legislature a few years ago, there was a, a woman who was a state senator who became a national figure by the vote she cast and the way she expressed her concern about ending the right to choose. So, you know, if Democrats hadn't voted, she wouldn't have been there. But I, now see aren't even aren't I see aren't what local
3: you're doing. I see what you're doing. You're dismissing the Senate and the president. No. is what Patrick's point is.
2: Yeah. No, no, I no, have I'm, a
3: fair amount of power, right? Yeah, now it's not local elections
2: rigged, too? Like, they're because uh, of this Well, the one I was
4: in, I don't
2: know. <laughs> well, because of gerrymandering, now it's just like, okay, so this little section that has been stretched to fit in mostly people of this party. Now, any voters in that area who are of the other party, their vote doesn't count. Like, it's, it's like if you're on the losing side, your vote didn't even count in the first place.
4: Yeah, but that, like, that's such a short money argument because what ends up happening is when you vote... And they redraw the districts, and they say, "Well, it looks like there's ten thousand Democratic voters there. Now there's fifteen thousand Republican voters, so we need to change it around." I mean, they don't know that you're there. They don't know where to put you. You you don't count. And and the thing is, when you look at your vote in terms of its its, uh, its concentration, it's on these local elections where you're voting for city council, where you're voting for school board, where people don't announce a party affiliation yeah. that has the most power. Most of the taxes you yeah. pay are going to be probably property taxes and fees and registrations and things like those are all decided by your local officials. And those local officials are chosen by very few people, particularly because the deck has been stacked so much that once like today, it's primary day. Maybe I should mention that this is primary (laughs) election day. And for a lot of people like, I'll go vote in November. Well, forget it because the real choice, the candidate that is going to win is going to be decided today when this 13th congressional district, the one that has all these candidates from gross point to down Uh, river is decided. It doesn't matter who the Republican is in November because the Democrats, that district is tilted so much that they're going to get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Haley Stevens, Levin's race that might make a difference, you know, but some of these races you vote today and there's still time to vote.
1: By the way, the polls are probably open until seven where you are possibly eight. Um, I always like voting when there's a good referendum on the ballot too, like a state referendum, right? You know, right. So just a so single that, issue. Those, so those matter, down. yeah. Because look, you grow up thinking that these people are representing their constituents and they're doing what is best for their, you know, their district or their county or their state, whatever it is, and then you get older and you realize, oh no, it's just a job and a way for them to make money, and it, it's all kind of bullshit.
3: May I gently push back on something, though, Mister Alward? Oh, uh,
4: you can By do. the way, on those referendums, sometimes people try and have them on the primary ballot exactly. because they know fewer people, people will vote. vote yeah. And so they can drive their people out and, and, and really tilt it. Yeah.
3: So, to Patrick's point, it's all manipulation and the vote doesn't matter. Um, Pretty much. Yeah. Right. So, so you've bought is, into that? Exactly. No, I just want oh. to push back gently, gently on uh, the idea of where, you, where most of your money goes. It's, I think for most people, if you don't own a home, you're not worried about property tax it's your, it's your federal income tax that's still the bo- and even if you do own a home own a home let's say your mortgage is a grand what's your what's your property tax each month on that mortgage i would bet it's not anywhere close to what the, you look at the federal withholding at the end of the year for most people that's by far the biggest number they pay
4: well i guess for high rollers like you but if <laughs> if you if you don't make any money you may have you may qualify for the Earn income tax credit and not pay much right and then then tax. maybe it is
3: gas tax and and, and well, for and, and those fees fee, and stuff, yacht those are fees for yeah, folks those, like you. You know,
4: those are decided. Um, they are. They are. Those, they, those are decided at a local level.
3: But I think a lot of people look at their their stuff. And if
4: you're a renter, by the way, I mean, let's. If we're going to get granular, if you're a renter and the property taxes are high, don't think your landlord says, "Well, you know what? I'm just. I'm not going to pay. that long." it's rolled into it. No, for sure. Yeah. Everybody pays property taxes. You either pay it directly because the bill comes in your name, or uh, or. Or Simon Legree, who owns your shack, has it, and he passes it along to you.
3: I bet I think most people that live week to week, and that is most people, right? Or check to check, you look at the stub and you look at what the the, the gross is, and you look at what the net is, and by far the biggest subtractor of that is the federal income. It's the tax. one you feel the most because you see it in every paycheck. Yeah, yeah, and and I just it's even if it's just psychological, yeah. And so Patrick's saying he doesn't want to vote because. Uh, you know, he has no control over that, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, um, like it, when, when the vote is, you know, basically, you know, either they change the area or the way that the system is set up, it's your vote, just sometimes it feels like it just doesn't matter. And doesn't. it doesn't. Well, when you really don't cast it, it effort. most certainly doesn't matter. Yeah, but then what's so you, the you're going to let
4: these guys get away with it, you're going to play into the big man's game.
2: One I mean, individual th- vote
1: doesn't matter.
2: It's yeah, not a, true. The way no, I see it, it's like it it's either uh, I do Ask nothing,
1: Al Gore the problem, if some individual votes didn't matter. The problem is when the individual votes are, if there's a collective thought like that, right? Because I think it should be easy. you should make it as easy as possible for everybody who can vote to vote. That's why I like the mail-in ballots, you know, because it's not that
3: fucking hard. And, why, do you think, why do you think some are, some states are trying to make it harder to do that sort of thing?
1: Oh, I mean, yeah, well, it depends who you ask, right? It's either to suppress a certain um, demographic to vote, or it's because you want to stop fraud from happening.
4: Well, they've been voting this way in Oregon for like 20 sure, years. Sure, Colorado so, too. And we haven't heard anything about fraud until yeah. 2016 when somebody said, uh, if I don't win, then I'll say the election is crooked. And rigged. He won and didn't say anything about it, and then he lost and said it was rigged, and now nobody trusts any of these,
1: well, because these, it's, and, not, because and, it's and not perfect.
4: There's right? an interesting evolution too with some of our um, our Republican uh, statewide office candidates who are now hesitating to say that the election was stolen. Now that they think that they've got the nominee locked, as up.
3: Uh, what's uh, d- not Dixon? Um,
4: yeah, Dixon on the, national TV. The Paul the Egan night, reported not. that that she hesitated to say that the election was stolen, and she hesitated to say it right after Donald Trump endorsed her. and Matt Deperno, who the Republican state convention made the Republican nominee for Attorney General, last time I saw him, he was softening his
1: rhetoric on well, what what else not does he have then was, was stolen. Tell me what else I mean anything else about that guy? yeah, well, that's Look, I'm not I'm not a fan of Dana Nessel by any stretch of the imagination. Wow, that's those are the two choices for Attorney General. Okay, great. you should love
4: Nestle. She's another U of M grad who went to East Lansing and couldn't hold her shit together.
1: I don't vote on people just based
3: okay. on if they went to the cult or not. Even though you have a cultish T-shirt on today, by the way, you oh, look cool. cool. You
4: look good today, but hey, Mike, right. Mike
3: looks marvelous.
4: Now, if you're watching us on YouTube,
2: we encourage you to subscribe to YouTube yeah. channel M L Elric yeah, and then hit
4: notify. Pat, Patrick, like what are they doing? Star. They to- so,
2: if you're already watching us on YouTube, make sure you just hit that subscribe button. It's right in the video. Make sure to like the video as well. That tells us that you're liking what we're making. You want to hear more of it, and uh, you know, if you if you really feel like it, you should hit that notification bell right next to the subscription button because that'll let them that'll let you know every time we're about to post a video that there's one coming out, and you'll know right away to get back on YouTube and watch our video. I don't mean
4: to objectify I feel like we've you. just watched somebody grow up can, right in front can, of us. Can I that's, it's that's great. great. Thank you, well Patrick.
1: <laughs> I
3: don't mean to objectify you. I'm sorry. But you, you look rather, uh, you know, stylish.
1: You are talking about
2: people's Answer. appearances again, man. Yeah. yeah Tudor Dixon that. is super hot, You've got, you've got to go. Judging. What's that? Tudor Dixon, she's super hot. Like. She's like, yes, yeah, she's very attractive. Yeah, she's yeah. like, she's like a milf. Well, there, vote, vote based on how people. Ryan look. Kelly yeah. is
4: very good looking too. He's got those high cheekbones. He's got like a little Sean Connery dimple. I Appearance mean, makes a attractive. big difference. I know you it it does. Okay. Can you we do Kennedy Sean Nixon Connery force?
2: debate thing? I don't perform. I'm not a seal. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and if I was a seal, I'd require a, a herring.
3: You're only a seal so, if you're pulling the string yourselves.
2: Would you want him? A, to? A, a
4: seal that claps when he sees something worth clapping for is not <laughs> is, is his own seal. I
1: see. While people go online to uh, oh. get the notifications for YouTube and everything else, yes. uh, another place to go while you're on your travels on the internet is callhallfirst.com.
4: Oh. In fact, it's the first place you should go if you're looking to <laughs> refinance or if you're trying to purchase a home.
1: Yeah, exactly. Callhallfirst.com for Hall Financial. There's a lot of stuff you can do right now because the the, the – so rates are going up. I mean, that's no big secret. They're still – they're not historically low, but if you zoom out, what – Four decades, still pretty good rates on your mortgage right now. Or if you need to, consolidate your loans, get rid of uh, those high credit card loans, or just take some money out. They do cash out refinancing. There's a lot of stuff Hall Financial can do. You can unlock thousands of dollars with a cash out refinance from Hall Financial. Just give them a call, 866 C-A-L-L-H-A-L-L. I don't know why spelled out Call Hall. Should you have to spell that out? 866-CALL-HALL or feel free to chat with them online. Call Hall first.com. And, and hit the two L's at the end real fast because it's eight
4: spaces, but it only takes seven when you, when you call them. Or just go to our website, mlsolvedetroit.com, and you'll see a link to David Hall's site. When you go to David Hall, tell him that you know we sent you there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Or but, Luke Nowacki, you know, have you looking at the market? The Dow had its best month in a long time, but you shouldn't know that. You should just trust in Luke and
1: make well, sure. Uh, yeah, that's, that's that the crazy leave thing. Leave the now. worrying to Luke. Yeah, everybody freaks out because, you know, you see these precipitous drops, 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 and inflation is a real thing. People can squabble about the meaning of recession, but we're getting closer to it. If you're not feeling it now, all I know is things cost more. And that's what sucks. But look at the market. It will push back. It will revert from its lows. It'll push to new highs. So be positioned. Take advantage of it. Call Luke Nowacki, Pinnacle Wealth Strategies, 248-663-4748. That's Pinnacle Wealth Strategies, 248-663-4748.
4: And when you call that number, Luke will make it all about you, sweetheart.
0: Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. member by N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Is separately owned and other entities and or marketing names, products and services referenced here are
1: independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. And that made me think of something. Um, Patrick, do they teach like finance in high school anymore or college?
2: Uh, no, not in any way. I, I know that they probably do in college because they have finance and class. business type classes, yeah. but in high school, they don't teach anything of the sort. I think that's ridiculous.
4: Well, Patrick went Can to we a Catholic Patrick? high school, so their idea of finance is uh, give us some money.
2: Give 10% to the church. <laughs> no,
1: I know, but don't you think that should be taught more in public schools? So when yes. we were at Wayne State's orientation, they so had like, a guy. There's always a story, isn't there? Well, they
4: had a guy come I thought up we with didn't that. have
3: anything to talk about. Apparently we do. We have too much to talk Cyrus, about. Cyrus,
4: take us up.
1: <laughs> we did the reads, we did the. All right, when you were at Wayne State, we contractually I was being
4: obligations there. met. Um, they had a guy came and talked to all the parents and said, This isn't a class, but this is something I do where students can come in and we talked about balancing a checkbook, making sure that when you have that first job, you put some money into your 401k and do all these other things. And and I thought, this is fantastic. Why is this not a mandatory one credit class? Why do they not have that? And then we we wrote his name down in our little orientation books that we're gonna have our kid hook up with this class, this little seminar they have. Then we couldn't find it. We called somebody like yeah, I can't remember who that was. And I was like, shit, because that's a huge, huge uh, thing. And, and, and my oldest daughter, Emily, just got her first job, and, and it doesn't pay very much. And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is find out if they have a 401k and then put some money into that. Yeah. Because start now. We'll and, just, uh,
1: and after a little while, have her call Luke. Just overall investment in general. You know, Teach financing to, to kids. I don't know. It blows my mind. It's so important. Sorry, I digress.
2: Yeah, and I was uh, a... Because it's so
1: easy to spend
4: money now, you know? I mean, just with a click, you can spend a fortune. It's like, well, okay, where'd the money come from?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm an Eagle Scout. So, you know, they have like merit badges that require you to do that. But like outside of that, I had absolutely no exposure to any type of finance instruction or anything like that. I was very fortunate to live with my grandma because she's very old-fashioned, and she took it upon herself to teach me all these types of things. Well, I'm, I'm still learning very slow, but uh, I'm at least getting kind of into it now. I just opened a Roth IRA a couple Whoa. of months back. so Damn,
4: that's the post-tax IRA. So yeah. that, that one's never going to be taxed, which is, is pretty impressive. But uh, election day, a lot of candidates are out there. We'll know uh, soon who advances to the next round. Trace was just telling me, he's like, man, I, I remember how crazy we were at this time last year. It's kind of nice not to be going nuts like that but it's also a little sad not to be in the middle of uh something that's exciting and dynamic and and for those people who do vote you know you're trying to reach them you're trying to motivate them you're trying to get them to go out and turn their support into a vote and and then go from there but
3: wait, wait we're not sad and dyna- excuse me we're not dynamic and exciting here uh, folks just, just you
4: know. run back the last 3 seconds and <laughs> you'll have the answer to that question. Um. I'm glad. I'm glad to have you back. <laughs> You're such a You know liar. what I mean? You're so full. Of shit. Yeah, it's,
3: no, it's I'm actually not. I'm um,
4: brimming brimming with enthusiasm. No, 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 no. Do you
3: remember what it was like in the studio a year ago? No, thank you.
4: Oh, yeah, no, no, yes. Well, no,
3: I'm actually, yeah, I'm being completely sincere. Yes. I love having this mic. You
2: didn't well, have a young intern in here. Well, he well,
4: eyes. while Sean was doing his best to try and undermine uh, democracy and uh, the opportunity for good government on the east side, um, um, he succeeded in, in some odd. This is, this is the long play. Now You talk about the short one. This guy right here. I man, just wanted man, him back at the free press. This is the guy <laughs> you don't want to go up against. He's uh, let me, let me, uh, By the way, I heard you were... We using a Nazi party for a minute there. Uh, and by a minute, I mean like a minute ago. We we had stuff posted online that said, don't vote for M.L. Elric because he's a white supremacist. And I did some screen grabs of some of this stuff, and it's it's just so crazy. And, and so I do sympathize with some of these candidates with some of the bullshit that they're putting up with, but, but they're so, probably so, not getting as much scrutiny as they deserve because there just aren't enough reporters.
1: So that point um gabby on youtube had a question to see if any so you know you have the big three right you have whitmer nestle and jocelyn benson and there's a feeling that they're unbeatable do you think they're un, do you think anybody's going to beat them i, I think the most person most in danger would be whitmer nobody thought trump was going to win right
4: sure that's true I sure
3: mean, we just go from there
4: that's true well i well, think i think with with uh with with uh nestle and benson they're going to kind of be tied to Whitmer in terms
1: of. Is that just because people just vote straight party pretty much?
4: Some of that, but I also think people don't feel as connected to them as they do to the governor in the same way that Patrick's not voting because he feels that his vote on president doesn't matter. So if you have a Republican nominee for governor, like let's say it's, um, let's say James Craig wins in a write-in. And people are like, uh, he's a you're nut. Right. Yeah, there's no, yeah, if, I know. This is this is the completely is rhetorical a fantasy <laughs> world here. But, uh, but, and people say, well, I'm never going to vote for him. They're less likely to go out and vote. At all, yeah. And they won't vote for the other people. Whereas if you're at the bottom of the ticket, like if you're this state rep in, I don't know, Menominee, you're like, oh my God, I hope somebody goes out to vote for me. But if they feel like the governor's race is a loss, they probably won't come out to figure out who their state rep in Menominee is going to be, you know, you don't get that far down the ballot. Whereas if you had this abortion rights, uh, referendum question on the ballot, you'd have people coming out just to vote for that. And while they're there, they'd vote for governor and all these other positions. So, so if, if, um, I'm trying to think who would be considered like, let's say Ralph Rebrandt is the, Mm -hmm. is the nominee for the Republican party for governor. Very nice man, but he basically wants to turn this into a Judeo-Christian state where religion is taught in the schools and all this other stuff. I think there are a lot of traditional Republicans who are going to say, I'm not getting up out of my chair to go vote for him, in which case Nessel and Benson have it a lot easier. So, so you know, I think it does hang on Whitmer. She is the big, she is the big draw. You're either going to vote for her Or you're going to vote for the Republican nominee, and if you don't care about the Republican nominee, you're probably not going to come out. Because I think if you don't like the Republican nominee, you're still not going to vote for Whitmer. Yeah. Okay. Which is why we have third parties popping up. And there is one that has Andrew Yang, who ran for president as a Democrat, then ran for mayor of New York, didn't make it either time. And Christy Todd Whitman, who was governor of New Jersey at one time as a Republican, which is... Not that common. In fact, I think she was probably the first Republican governor of New Jersey in a long time. I think she served in the Bush in the she George the, W. Bush yeah, as the administration EPA. as EPA administrator. And they are announcing a third party. I don't do this does it have a name? Have they picked a name yet? The forward party, right? The forward a party. Terrible name. Okay. Thank you, Mark. It kind of reminds me it of when, when Tony Blair in England was talking about the third way. You know, it's like well, it's kind of catchy, but what does it mean? And um, and they are an independent party that I guess is trying to provide a landing space for people who feel that the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are not a home for them anymore. Although it's not, based on them, it seems not like it's not going to work. They have less interest in supporting Republican candidates and Democratic candidates.
1: Everybody screams about a third party. I just I just don't see it working at all. And that Ross, maybe that- Ross Perot. Maybe that's the problem. They, they
4: said my daughter's a lesbian. That's have, why I didn't
1: run for president. When you have primaries, you know, like, that? <laughs> yeah, they flew over my daughter's
4: wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: so no Sean Connery, but Ross Perot.
1: Well, you didn't ask oh, me. The dynamic government. international
4: heroes. Both.
3: All three of you talked at the same time. Can you do that again? Both vaguely
4: associated with the Navy. Okay.
0: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah, third party
1: is never going to win, as Teresa points out on uh, Facebook. Um, but that's the problem with these primaries is that the hardcore political people who, you know, tend to be the furthest on the right and the furthest on the left tend to choose the people that are nominated for a general election.
4: But they can decide elections in ways they that they, but that's I why mean, you have Ralph these- Nader probably cost Gore the presidency. Sure. Uh, Jill Stein absolutely cost Hillary Clinton the presidency. Ross Perot cost George H.W. Bush the presidency. I mean, these these third parties, they are not electable, but they can swing elections. Not always the way they would want to, because I think Perot probably liked Bush more than he liked Clinton. I guarantee you, Nader would be a lot happier with Gore than Bush. And Jill Stein, if you had to tell her, well, you know, if you run for president, you're going to get Donald Trump elected. She'd be like, I'm not running for president, and that way I'll save gas. <laughs> Green party. You
1: know, she's kind of yeah, now we got her. Concerned so, about Thank you. Carbon footprint there. Like
4: that. <laughs> Boy, that did so much better in when we workshopped it. But um...
1: No one workshopped that. What are you talking about?
4: What? You guys don't remember the Jill Stein? Oh, no, I know. I you didn't. guys were talking about Deshaun Watson. That's why.
3: May, may I ask yes, this you a question? Uh, yeah, Mark? as long as it's not about his appearance. Before we talk about Deshaun, can you see Mark from where you are? I mean, can you actually see him?
4: I see or, where or, he's coming from. What do you
3: see? The mon- you, meeting you, you see someplace. him on, on the monitor?
4: No, I just I, I, I see a clock on the monitor. But you can't and it's see It's amazing him. that yeah, time is too. going so fast because it feels like it's going so slow.
3: I know, but you can't see Mark.
4: I can see the top of his But he zone. can hear me.
3: I was just curious, because you probably don't know this, Mark. He, Mike stares at me for long portions of the show, and our eyes kind of lock. And I just I thought, well, do you do that with Mark also?
2: No, no that passion no. goes strictly between you Or is
3: two. it just, just some kind of thing here? I typically don't even look at people while doing a show. Son. Are you shy? You don't uh, be- no. You don't, you don't no. believe
1: what you're saying? I like to listen. Oh, it's okay. a radio thing.
4: He's the lights off honeymoon guy. I got you. Radio That's cool. thing. That's all right. Well, radio. you don't
1: want to talk about Deshaun Watson. Is that what that little dig was about? You don't. No, have no, 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 no. Man, no you, I really, just you really. M. L. Elric hates the NFL. Is that a fair statement?
3: Wait a second. May I that ask is you? A fair statement. Can I ask you
1: one more question Mark, oh boy, before you get to this what about
3: my appearance? Why don't you think it'll work? Just uh, a third party. Yeah, in this country. Because obviously Patrick was talking about this before the show, right? just the parliamentary system you split up the vote or not you go
1: by percentage of the votes, and all those countries that have third party systems, look how much trouble they have coming up with a coalition right Canada right
4: they're doing okay,
3: but they kinda offer health care to their people, and I their roads are in pretty better. good shape, that's, that's, and they've no, got that's,
1: that's fine that's that's lovely, but just- that
3: will never that will never happen either. No, I know, but why, why don't you think a third party, I mean, don't, don't you think there are enough people out there that are sick and tired of,
1: of both sides and the, oh, the, the gridlock we have? Yeah, I and, do. I really, really do. But then when they get in that voting booth, they're more than happy to vote. See,
3: I don't think the party it's party. the idea. Okay. I, I mean, I understand why you say that in theory with the party. I think it's a matter of, the, uh, of a person. Like right now, I would argue, and we don't, I don't want to get into a political debate about Biden and all that. I would a, argue at the top of our bulb. culture right now, we have no leadership. We don't. I think there's a vacuum there, and I think it, it it would take the right person. I don't know who that person is, but the right person. John Stewart. <laughs> I was talking about that with somebody earlier today. John Stewart, He's who not- could walk a very tight space between embracing a lot of different kind of folks, so- saying what you think being uh, true in a way, being funny, and not being an asshole. And that is a very, very small space to operate in. Do
2: you mind telling me who John Stewart is? Because all I'm thinking is Green Lantern. No, Patrick, this For really doesn't okay. concern
3: you, this conversation.
2: <laughs> <If> you know, <laughs> is an adult know. swim?
4: Can,
3: can, can we have an adult
1: swim? No, yes. I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. Or- Orville I'm kidding. Redenbacher says,
1: get off the porch. I'm kidding. Patrick. My first response is to roll my eyes when people... You know, say somebody like John Stewart, but you know, then you have Vladimir. No Zelensky. Republican
4: would vote for John
1: Stewart. He no, is no, no, no. Way he, no I'm left
3: not left saying left. John Stewart, but there's a reason Ted Cruz responded to him because he understands the cultural cachet.
1: Sure, sure, right. But but what I like is is you know, and it's kind of what people liked about Trump is this honor, you know, this honest response, and he's very passionate about helping veterans. To whereas you know a bill that was voted on before so those, those bone spurs, he feels very
4: connected to them.
1: No, he was talking about
3: Stewart, but that's a good joke.
4: No, you said Trump. Yeah, like He's Trump. I mean, Trump. Trump says what
3: he feels. He right. doesn't. But I he thought said, you said
4: Trump was. No, he said, like Trump. He, he said, he he said like Trump. he said like Trump, but
3: Stewart it. was the oh, one who's very passionate about the veterans.
4: But so with I this couldn't whole, wait to get the bone spurs in, I, I jumped
1: again. With gunners. this whole situation with John Stewart and and him really, you know, pushing for was it, sixty billion dollars to help veterans in healthcare, and mainly you know caused by the burn pits and all that stuff. What I really thought the. Back and forth with him this week and Ted Cruz. The thing that stuck out was: Did you see that Jack Posebic guy who's on Twitter? And he he's a troll. He is a troll. And John got really angry at him and yelled at him. Uh, did you see any of this, Sean? No, I know okay. who Jack is. I did not so, see that part of the scene. So I saw the Cruz. John Stewart was talking about you know this bill again yesterday or two days ago, and Jack came up and John just starts yelling at him like you're a troll get out of here, you know, blah, blah, and Then, you know, a ne- another video pops up where it's those two together, and this is what I liked about it. John goes, I overreacted. He wants the same thing I do. I'm sorry. Like, And with Jack wow. there, which it's like, yeah, you don't, you don't see people go, no, hey, I overreacted. This is crazy. You know what? I don't like this person and what they do, but with this issue, I like what they do. And it's like that just doesn't exist in the anymore. world of politics no. at all. It just doesn't.
3: But it, it to me, it's it's a matter of personality because I I really believe it's such a fine line, it's such a narrow space for somebody to walk to have the 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 parts of who you are and the way you can connect with people. And, and Biden's just not it, right? Oh, and
1: he's terrible. Whatever right. else you think about he's his awful. policies, whatever, he's awful at it.
3: He's not it.
1: He's not a good president. Period.
3: No, I, I, a, I think Trump was was. Would you just, just shut as, up, man?
4: Yeah, Trump is just. Was just as that bad. Was his best line. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Four I years. think the big problem right. is that there's only two main political parties. That's like what I like about in in like, let's just say with England there's like four or five parties that are like the big ones and it's I, I was a big Patty them? Ashdown
4: fan. He Paddy Ashdown was my guy.
2: Yeah, so the the reason yeah. that I'm I'm saying this is because in America it's like you're either Democrat or Republican or you're something that really in the grand scheme of things doesn't even matter and it's uh unfortunate because I think that the Republicans and the Democrat parties could both be split. Like, people say, like, progressive or moderate Democrat. Those could be two individual parties, and then you could have multiple parties with opinions that, you know, they're not just in that party because they have this opinion. But so even... In theory,
1: but look at the last seven years of politics over there. I mean, there's much of a mess as we are. Uh, Look at Italy.
4: Their their prime minister tried to resign. The president said you can't resign. Then he finally resigned. He accepted his resignation. In Israel, how many elections have they had in the last couple of years? I mean, it's just... They can't have a coalition government. Yeah, I mean, and, and and the reason why the two-party system, I think, thrives here is it, when you have those parties in, in England, for example, basically you're only going to be prime minister if you're a member of one of the two parties, the conservative, the okay. Labour Party, and the other guys just kind of play for cabinet positions. It's the same thing in... In Ireland, although the two parties kind of change in the dominance, and and even in in Canada, whereas in the United States, you know, Trump is one guy who had the fu- the the finances and the gravitas to make it on his own, but even he realized if I'm going to be president, I got to get in one of these two parties and use this structure to support me. And he leaned in hard.
2: Yeah, he went into the. Opposite party of the one that he had been in oh, ten years whatever. prior. Yeah, but I mean, I, he know,
4: saw he saw he saw no, it was an forward. opportunist. Yeah, for right. sure. Right. Sure. I mean, this was a guy who was anti-gun, pro-choice. Went to Bill and Hillary's wedding. You know, had cake with uh, with what's her name? Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, who loves cake. Yeah, she Rosie ate all O'Donnell. the cake. Yeah, yeah, and then then he hates <laughs> them all. You know, I mean, this guy is an opportunist. But in our system, he saw the way forward was to go.
1: Say what you want about the party. Boy, did he nail that.
2: He did. He was he was pretty Nail clever. Wick what
1: Rosie O'Donnell?
2: The, the the anger of the American populace, and he knew how to a use part it for, of it. Yeah, well, he knew how to use right. it for his advantage. That's fine. Yeah, but I can also think of one or two other people who could do the same thing, and we don't history. We do not. No, look i, on I them no, very positively. Sure, of course, well, I, but I'm not sure history
4: is going to be a great judge of 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 Trump with eh, with the insurrection and no. all this other stuff, but. But the thing is, oh, just the meanness. We, we yeah. this this independent party, if they get on the ballot in all these states which which is possible and they start drawing some votes, you know, maybe maybe they'll have the power to swing elections, but they won't win elections and and based I mean, I think Christy Todd Whitman tried to run for go- for president, didn't get very far. We know Yang didn't get very far at all. Mm-hmm. And then he tried in a smaller Place New York, which would be more suited to some of his very liberal policies, and didn't make it. So you know these, you know this is not this is not like uh, like Premier League soccer players coming to America and playing in a in a weaker league and still being stars. These are these are guys who couldn't make the varsity, go into a bigger school and then trying to get a starting job. So I don't, you know, not going to work. Yeah, I don't I don't see it working. But they are going to screw up other people. And, and third parties in the U.S. Have, have done a great job of kneecapping people who run for office yep. that have support of what passes for a majority, or at least a plurality.
3: I, I, I really think at some point it could work with the way we're polarized with the right person who has the right fund. Like what Trump did, who would say, oh, I'm not going to go to either party, but I'm going to create this third party.
1: He would not have won if he was a third party no not trump specifically you, you but there forget, might be you, know, you forget about the money machine behind it too which is no the i totally the understand DNC. that
3: but the more we keep going the way we're going uh, i think there's going to be uh, a hunger for it at some point
4: well the, the crazy thing is that, uh, well, uh, is that we've had this bad blood even when the economy's been strong and usually you think of people getting really nasty when when you know they're fighting for their food but we've been in a Pretty good economic space for the last five to ten years, yeah. and and maybe that's what happens Ordinarily, when you're comfortable. Yeah. You find other shit. To I mean, in- inf-
3: inflation and gas and grocery prices right now aren't fun for folks, obviously. But and that's the, the shit that matters. And, and, and but you know what? It matters even more. I mean, the cost of education and housing and healthcare—those three things, right—are awful and have been and have been for a while. And and they hurt people in a way that we don't talk about enough, and we don't need to get down that road everyone, here. But, but everyone goes to
1: the grocery store, though.
3: Yeah and everybody needs healthcare and most people need a place to live right maybe maybe everybody needs a place to live but to your point mike i'm with you it's it's not just economics right it's identity how you think about yourself how you attach that into the country in in a larger way and uh, there's a lot of anxiety and fear around that and we're fighting over who we are and what we mean and that and that's a lot of our politics right now you know, how much is it about policy? Trump never talked rarely talked about policy other than I want to build a wall, right? Yeah, they didn't even have a platform at the convention. Yeah, Biden well, tries he, to talk about policy to, and nobody
4: cares. Well, no, Trump wanted to kill Obamacare. He wanted to put conservative but pro-life judges on nothing, the Supreme Court. Nothing he to replace to move it. The uh embassy to Jerusalem. I mean, there were things he wanted to do that were policy things that he did. I, he didn't get Obama. I would care argue, killed, other but. than
3: Obamacare, and they never had any replacement. Which he came real close to. He did, and they didn't have a replacement for that. They didn't, in other words, there they was re-did no.
4: redid NAFTA. There was no actual. It was policy not a huge overhaul, but he got that. that
3: done. But the embassy and the, the well, all that stuff to me is identity. It's 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 a wink wink to what we're gonna, what kind of country we're gonna be, and who's gonna be in it. Again, I mean, maybe technically that's policy, but it's not. It's more emotional, kind of. Here's how we want to think about ourselves, and I'm going to do this and this so you can... I don't know if everybody thinks that way, though. I'm not saying everybody thinks that way. I think well,
4: most people are. Well, but but I, th- I think I think because Trump was such an uh, uh, incendiary character, you're forgetting about some of the things he talked about. He talked about lowering prescription drug prices, which was a big platform thing. Nothing got done on it. He talked about... There were a lot of things he talked about doing that did happen. He talked about cutting taxes. They did get cut. He talked about, um, you know, redoing NAFTA, which did get done. It was not, I would say, a huge change. He talked about killing the uh, Asia-Pacific Trade Pact that, it, he did kill it. Well, it didn't it pulled, happen. It he talked the- about doing the pipeline from uh, Canada through uh, through the Dakotas. He did get that move forward. He did increase drilling and, and allow people to take natural resources out of government land. People hated that. It did happen. I mean, there were some concrete things he said he was going to do if he got elected that he did get done. Some he didn't. But he did talk about getting some specific things done. No president has ever gotten elected by saying, "I'm going to change the coefficient on the deductible to 0.37 from 0.54." Because I mean, that's that's some wonky ass policy stuff that no one's ever gotten elected on. But you have broader things like cheaper gas, more jobs. You're going to have to work for this. I mean, but they, they got-
3: all say that. He got elected. He says it's okay if the cops, when they're putting the perp in the car, bump his head. You know. No, seriously. That's you think, what it, You think that's why they're he got sending
4: our? Of
1: course, I do. They're sending There's our. There's some of that, but to say that. that
4: he had no policy it's the, is just that's just not right. Well, I said
1: he had no platform. I mean, they had no official platform.
3: But they all okay. The Republicans want to cut taxes. Democrats, whatever. It, it, it that's always there. It's the way you appeal, especially as the president. It's the way you appeal. The or presidential candidates, the way you appeal emotionally. Sure. I mean, that's always that's been true for a long, long time since television. Right. It's why Nixon lost to Kennedy. Uh, historians believe. Because of television the because,
1: yeah. Or, yeah. Because,
3: because there was a visceral reaction. reaction. Yeah. 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 yeah, once you saw them and you 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 have a visceral emotional reaction.
4: Yeah, it's, it's always awesome. been the way it is. There's always been catchy slogans. There's always been before television there were editorial cartoons and things like that. I mean Tammany Hall, one of the reasons why it became so famous was because of the Thomas Nast cartoons with Boss Tweed and all that other stuff. I mean, the media has always been an an important way to influence
1: people. I mean, that's... Just turn it on now and look at all the ads. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy.
4: Oh my
2: god!
1: All so terribly ridiculous.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's you
1: suck. No, you suck.
3: No, you suck.
2: You yeah. should have seen the ads I'm that great. they had like <laughs> <Yeah>. written down <laughs> on the chalkboards or whatever back in the very beginning of America, where uh, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson would talk about how they were rapists and they yeah, would assault you on the street and and you no, told you them to stop that, them. right? Yeah, I uh, well, no, my grandmother did. She grew up with them. She's so. three hundred years old. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, she's, th- she looks great for 300
3: I I mean, I think one of the reasons so many Democrats are disillusioned with Biden is because he doesn't make you feel anything. He doesn't make you feel a certain way. And people want that from the president. Whatever else you thought about Trump, he elicited response. He res- elicited a deep a psychological response, uh, for better and for worse. Biden doesn't do any of that. He doesn't do anything. Nothing. Boy, I, period. I, I do would anything. love
4: to have an elected leader... That just gets shit done. I don't have to care about how I feel about
3: them. I agree. I agree. But I'm just saying a lot of people don't. Yeah, most people don't. Most people don't.
4: No, I know. I know. Our system is set up. It's an adversarial system. And one of the ways you advance is to demonize the other side. And so you stoke passions and all that other stuff. But, I mean, how many people who live in a very nice place have a strong feeling about their city
1: manager? Or even know who they are. Oh, I love my city manager in Berkeley. Okay, Matt well there goes great. that theory. No, no, I understand your point. <laughs> I, I understand. Your it took point. about two seconds. He's to, really to she's that really one. shaking things up in the city.
3: No, so I understand better. your point, but the city manager's not controlling the military, right? So it, it, no, but the city manager
4: controls more of your life than yeah, the president in a
3: lot does. of ways, for
4: sure. Because if the if the nine one one call gets answered promptly, if the schools are good, if the roads are paved, no that's the quality of life stuff that that really at the end of the day you know, that, that we kind of judge our, our day-to-day happiness on.
3: I would argue along with you have access to health care and can you get your kids into school and all that. And you can't do that just at the local level. So, when, you know, those are big questions and you need to just be decided by folks up, uh, up
1: high. Donald, yeah, know, I'm, fe- Don- I'm not
4: saying only care about your city manager, but I'm just saying that competent, efficient, low-key, effective leadership, boy, oh, boy, wouldn't that be nice at a national level?
1: Yeah, well, and, and and as Donald comments on Facebook here, um, he just wants a president younger than seventy.
0: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW for avoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That would be nice. I hate to sound ageist, but I'm one. with you, Donald. Oh,
1: every, come on. If, anybody who disagrees with that. Is, didn't we just I, have I think we're one not thinking 70, it 70 like
2: 10 years ago, though? You
1: want him younger than 70. No, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't want to sound it. ageist, age age but age no, I'm with, age but age I'm with
4: Donald.
3: Uh, thank you, Donald.
4: Yeah. See the president's age doesn't bother me. Really? Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, I. I, You know, I. And I'm not seventy. But, but. I'm at the free press, and I'm talking about stuff, and there are people who haven't been there for more than five years. They have no idea what I'm talking about.
3: Well, there's a difference between 25 and, and 65, right? There's a big old gap in there that we can probably find a space. But, What's but, the Constitution? 34? 35. 35, 35, 35. 35? 35? To but get,
4: to get to the kind of leadership that you want, Sean, you have to go back a long way. I you want have your to, leadership, you have to, to be go, honest. Well, that's too bad I live in Gross Point. That's why I problems.
3: come here. That's why I come here I, because I looked at your guidance. But, um, what are we talking about yeah. next, dear leader? But yeah. Uh, yeah, but 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 the thing is, <laughs> Mark's the true leader. You
4: have to be kind of <laughs> old to remember a time when people got together in
3: Washington. Remember how people felt when Clinton first got on the scene? I mean, how, he was in his forties, right? Sure. Early on, before any of the other stuff, he actually kind of people grab were you know especially in the middle, you know, because he wasn't that far left even though eventually uh, the right tried to paint him that way. But there was a sweet spot in there for him. Well, he, he yeah. because of the way he connected
1: with people and he the knew, way he, he knew how to use the media, too. I mean, he Arsenio did. Hall, I mean, that he was did huge for him. And that, before that that was, it started
3: no going bad for him, he had a little window in there where that charisma, we haven't really, Obama had a little bit of it, but well, see, it was a lot more complicated. That's, that's
4: what I mean. You got to so, have that hitor- historical perspective because they started on with white water and then, then Vince, uh, what's Foster. His, Vince Foster. No, I mean, it, it didn't take very long. No, it didn't. It for did. somebody to say, we're going to throw some garbage at you. Now, the no, whitewater it, thing wasn't it, so sketchy. And to bring it full circle. But to Vince Foster's terrible.
1: Bring it full circle. Ross Perot helped him, too. No, for he, sure. He wouldn't
4: have been elected without Ross Perot. I don't think so, either.
1: No, he yeah. might not have been. But once
3: he got out and got it, you know, and there was a little window there where... See what I did there? Yeah, I did. <laughs> got these <laughs> charts. Yeah, I did. What are you talking about, Deshaun Watson? I don't know. Deshaun Watson. That's the dear yeah. leader. Yeah. Oh no! You asked the dear leader what we should talk about next.
4: Dear leader, what is this? Wait, this is Kim Jong Un, yeah. uh, soul of North Korea, well, soul of soul?
3: Well, you know, no, you're not like that anymore. Thank you.
2: Well, how do you guys feel that Watson only got six weeks for the suspension?
3: I'm sorry. I thought I asked Mike.
2: <laughs> Ooh, I love it.
4: <laughs> Ooh, now who's the dear leader? Yeah, no,
3: no. I'm ch- channeling Mike. Sorry, sorry,
2: Master. No,
4: what, what's that? What's that?
2: Patrick? You just got auto warbing Say that again, Patrick. Please. I just wanted to Forgive get your guys' opinion on uh, what, how you feel about only getting a six-week suspension, or if, uh, or if you think that six weeks was too much, even.
1: I think he should be in jail. I mean, the guy should be in jail. He, but he is worth a lot of money and had really good lawyers. And somehow beat what two grand juries? I mean, he should be in jail. I, the NFL and how they rule out justice is just hilarious and laughable to me. Um, and it's no coincidence that today that they announced that Stephen Ross is suspended for the same—I think—pretty much six weeks as yeah, well. Six weeks as well. He gets fined one, I think, one point five million. This is all about tampering. Now they drop him because there's a big. They've made this big. Deal about how we're gonna penalize owners and we're gonna penalize players the same way, and it's just okay. So that that's why these two came down with the timing that they did. Six six games for what Deshaun Watson did is laughable.
2: But it's, if uh if like the the courts already, I don't know if they acquitted him, but they it was because it was like a civil case, wasn't it? Uh, so. Like Let's if they if they didn't they, do anything to him about it, then had, is the had NFL criminal, really they had a at criminal liberty? Criminal investigation.
1: To do it? They had a criminal investigation. That's what the grand juries were for.
2: Yeah, and so if uh, he didn't actually face like many repercussions for that, uh, do you think it's really right for the NFL to be dealing out punishment themselves? Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, employer. I mean, you can. They he's in a union. It's the deal they have with their union, which is kind of silly that. The NFL players have a union, but they do. Well, well here, here's what I need to understand, because uh, basically my my
4: knowledge of the Deshaun Watson situation comes from listening to the Drew and Mike podcast. Yeah, and, it's terrible. And I don't catch it every day, and, and Deshaun Watson, I kind of gloss over a little bit, but he was accused of sexually assaulting Two dozen masseuses, right? A massage therapist. Twenty-five
1: accused him. One uh, withdrew um, her lawsuit because she didn't want to be publicly named. So right. I don't now, think that was a money grab. Were these in um,
4: different jurisdictions or all in? when they he was were playing for Houston? So they this was all well, over the all, country? Or? Yeah,
1: mainly around Houston. He did travel. Do you, do you remember? I, I don't know. He did travel for some of them. But, yeah, they weren't all in the same jurisdiction.
4: So were and, but, and these he cases about investigated? 60. Because, because mm-hmm. I think, so there's two issues here. You know, to Patrick's point, if there are no criminal charges brought, you know, how do you treat him like a criminal? But at the same time, the NFL is a monopoly. They're basically God yeah. and they can decide if we don't like you and the way you conduct yourself, we're going to tell you to go someplace else and do business someplace else. I mean, that's kind of what they did to Colin Kaepernick. And, uh, and unless the union can stop them and the NFL's union is notoriously weak, they get to do what they want to do.
1: But there's very little guidance as to what, you know, how many games for this, how many games for that. You know, people love bringing up, um, you know, other suspensions that they've had in the NFL. But most of those are, you know, what happens between, between the lines. But Ray Rice, I mean, Ray Rice is the precedent, right, Sean? Because he... Once that video came out where he's beating up his wife, he got suspended, and that was the end of him. Because of the video. Well, yeah, but once the video came out they suspended him, that that wasn't anything that messed with the integrity of the game.
3: no, it's the uh, it's the video. It's the visceral response, kind of well, what, we, you, what we were just talking about with the president can, and being connected. You people react like- to that. they have an emotional response, and then they want whatever they think is justice.
1: Uh, it's, all right, it's just it's sickening or to know. Right's would
3: have kept playing if that video had
1: not.
4: Uh, oh, yeah. Without a doubt. Who was the guy who ended up with the Bengals who had gotten in trouble in the strip club?
1: Montez Perfect? No. Um, you're not talking about Joe Mixon. You're talking about Pac-Man Jones?
4: Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. yeah. Didn't he get knocked out for a year? And then Adrian Peterson got knocked out for a year because of beating his kid? And then
1: yeah, so, And
4: then the guy who punched the woman
1: at the club when he was in college? All, it is all I mean, about Optics for the NFL. Well,
4: yeah, those suspensions are all over companies, the map.
1: Though, right? I mean, sure. In
3: universities, sure. including the one that you uh, oh have on your T-shirt well, right there.
2: Yeah,
4: no.
1: It, it, all institutions, right?
2: They're not. Yeah. They're not. The largest suspension right now is a guy who bet like fifteen hundred dollars on himself. Yeah, or on his team yeah. when he wasn't even playing.
1: Okay, but that's because they care about. The look of the integrity of the game. They don't want people to think that any kind of game could be fixed on any level, especially when you can gamble on oh, individual. Because it's players. the
3: end of the business, if it is right. So a
1: hundred percent, it's an existential
3: yeah. threat. Yeah. Whereas they feel like, as harsh as this sounds, they can you know handle certain criminal. I mean, that and that that was the issue with Ka- Kaepernick. they saw Kaepernick and kneeling based on their demographics of the NFL and the fans of the NFL? Excuse me. They saw Kaepernick in some way as an existential threat, right?
4: They
1: yeah. did. Oh yeah.
4: No, ratings I, went down after that. There were people- well,
3: and they and the owners knew if they signed him at that point, right? They just they were going to see it in the ticket sales, the merchandise, all I
1: mean, in in all sorts of ways. It's one of those things. There's so many different variables, but in the end, isn't it just wrong? <laughs> isn't it just wrong? No, for sure. Well, for yeah. sure. But when it's, you, you talk an, about the
4: integrity of the game, I'm like, there's those two words don't belong in the same sentence when you're talking about the NFL and frankly, most pro sports. What do you mean? I don't think there's any integrity. I don't think there's any standards. I think there's, I think what you have is you have the uh, the uh, the gods on Olympus who run the NFL, and they try and figure out what they have to do to continue to have everybody play, but not provokes so much outrage that it will hurt them. It's yeah. not, about, oh, yeah, it's not about what does Deshaun Watson deserve. It's about what can we give Deshaun Watson to get him back on the field as soon as possible and not oh. have women marching outside the stadium
1: saying, yeah. don't that's I mean, well, him so out. I'm, I'm, with you. With you. Absolutely true. I'm with you 100%.
4: So that's why yeah. I say, that's, I'm out. That's, I'm why out. It's, that's why it's laughable. I'm not, not going to be a part of that. I'm just Good luck.
1: I feel like it's... Now, if the Lions s- didn't
4: suck, I might feel differently, <laughs> so it's kind of an easy one for me.
1: It's kind of silly that you uh, had the, the NFLPA battling with the NFL over this Deshaun Watson case that they brought this outside uh, judge in for because both sides really want him on the field. You know? They really wanted him on the field. Oh, so it's, for sure. It's like, okay, well, what is what is the suspension that is palatable, to your point? I,
3: I did have a, another quick question. I noticed that in the rundown of the show today, it said, Sean and Bathroom Break.
4: Um, you overdue? Kind of.
2: Okay. okay. I do have a question. Oh,
4: this this to... break brought to you by Joe Theismann.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Salt Palmetto. Caplets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. I do that? What a dork. Does him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek? Or we're turning into cool guys? So... Like
4: the NFL and the public, this shows a delicate balance between trying not to piss too many people off and trying to make sure somebody can piss off to go take a piss. <laughs> have
1: a, have a Literally.
4: So, um, And that, now we're now we're at Geek of the Week where I can go forward uh, unharassed by uh, by my uh, swollen prostate pal. <laughs> um, and you know, while we're talking about people who have medical conditions, I should be very careful not to do any victim shaming here. But I do have to say... We've got to name this guy, Tyrone Pradus, our Geek of the Week. But we're also going to put our arms around him, just careful not to squeeze too tightly. If you don't know Mr. Pradus, count yourself lucky. He's an Englishman who, for the last five years, has had uncontrollable flatulence, which he blames on a ham roll that he bought in 2017 at a Christmas market. He says that it didn't take him long to find out that something was wrong because he had a tummy ache. And then he was bedridden for several weeks. But eventually he got back on his feet, as the English often do, and uh, just couldn't stop passing gas. It's now been five years that this funky roll caused this funky soul to emit this funky gas and his lawyer says that he's not the only one, that several people who purchased
1: a ham roll, which is basically just some ham on a piece of bread. I guess the first thing I'm amazed at is he waited five years to file the lawsuit. Wouldn't you have filed it a lot faster than that? Well, it may just be, you know,
4: after five years, his lawyer's the only one who will talk to him.
1: <laughs> just yeah, like, that could be, yeah. Or, yeah, he finally found a lawyer who would file such a yeah, lawsuit.
4: Yeah, so uh, so the, he says that that this there was some salmonella. Apparently, this was a ham gone bad. And that, uh, and that Mr. Pratis is now fighting for just recompense. He's trying to get something like $320,000. This issue will be decided by the high court, who will determine whether Mr. Pratis or his lawyer is the one who's really full of hot air.
1: Oh, well done. <laughs> you must be a writer. There's a big wind-up. I was trying to give Sean a chance to
4: bring in some of his... I guess we're on three years of flatulence from Sean, this is episode (laughs) 165, so yes, we're in our fourth year of broken wind and fractured syntax.
0: What
1: were we just talking about? You were going to the bathroom. You don't. And, and I want to know
3: why you missed, you missed I it. I heard poking nope.
1: hit wind and too bad something. you missed it. What do you say? Too bad Ar- you missed it. Ar-
3: what do you say? We so were just about talking Patrick, about Patrick. What do you say? I'm gonna kill uh, we your mic. Ju-
2: we were just talking about you know life and. Uh, how uh, sometimes when you have to go to the bathroom a lot, you miss out on good conversation. You
1: can just go back and listen to it after. It's of course, posted. that wasn't
2: the case here. Drew
3: but. didn't know I was up there and uh, opened the door on me and it scared the shit out of me.
2: <laughs> Literally, you actually
4: picked yeah. that up on your microphone too. <laughs> wow.
1: Um,
4: you know, some people lock the door when they
1: when they go to that the- doors. Uh, that door's tricky though because you have to. Yeah, it's a mess. You have, have you to pull up in, on the door in
4: those bathrooms. You got to put your foot against the door. Well, oh, yeah. Trying to take a leak. You're like, oh, my God, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of like having one foot on the boat, one foot on the dock, but uh, but you're the one creating the stream.
1: Is everything okay? You all right? Yeah, we're okay. all good. Good. Yeah,
3: we're all good. Yeah. I just, yeah.
4: Well, Sean, because I know you do this every week, when you listen back to the show to try and find things that you can improve upon, that we can all work together on. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Some more so satisfying what were you saying? Experience. You'll hear that when, yeah. you,
1: when you do your you weekly. Listen back. Yeah. Okay. When you air check it.
4: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay, so. yeah, so so listener john comes to us with this great suggestion for room 7609 it's the Rosillos playing something you'll never forget although perhaps you wish you would it's called flying saucer attack Said, I love that. It was great. He said once and it's over. We had twice at the end there with the little lift off sound. That's what happens with the flying saucer attack. Thank you, John. That was great. That was fun. So you, you like the Rosillos? Yeah. Does it remind you of any other bands that may be a little more new wavy? This is kind of, you know, punky, new wave, oh, very boy. edgy. B-52s?
1: I don't know.
4: mm It's kind of campy like the B-52s. They're a little more punky
1: than that, yeah. Yeah. That's why I was thinking that. A little
4: more of an edge, but I think of like bands like The Waitresses. Oh, yeah, there you go, yeah. And Romeo Void with that kind of uh, strong leads. And The Cramps.
1: Cramps, yeah.
4: The Cramps, I always think, has it, you know, where it's almost like, is this really an act or is this a gimmick? You know, like Eyeballing My Martini and some of those other crazy Cramps songs where you're like, uh, yeah. Guys
1: are I never what do you know about this band? I've legit. never even heard of them.
3: A little less poppy, uh or more pop no, I can't even think. Romantics a little bit.
1: Uh
4: with the guitars, yeah. I mean you have that kind of that sort of Rickenbacker sound where the just... bass line was sweet. Oh I know. How's that dude yeah. keep up? <laughs>
1: oh great choice so
4: they uh, so that's from listener john who uh you know as you know we try and find bands that people missed out on or bands that you love that have a tune that you missed out on and they actually had quite a few hits and then broke up like four months after they recorded their first album it really started to, to to bounce they decided ah we've had it and they've They've reformed over the years, and they reformed with some members as a group called the Revillos, which I think was strictly to try and avoid some sort of contractual obligation. But one of the guys in the original incarnation of the band was somebody named Joe Callis, who you probably don't know that name, but he moved on to be a songwriter and one of the, one of the I guess, the musical geniuses behind the Human League, which has a much more uh, polished mm-hmm. and a much more classic sort of new wave poppy um, Don't sounds, you want
1: uh, me? It's another big song. Don't you want? Oh me? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: And I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I found
1: yeah out
4: you. But uh, wait, but who's, so,
1: who did that? Oh my God! The human League.
4: So well, one of the guys from the Rosillo's. Right. I didn't hear the Human League. Ended up going to. Uh, <laughs> I why? What was home. what was
1: so interesting on your phone? Uh, I
3: was looking at uh, <laughs> the delivery people that keep calling. Sorry, he was doing Shazam. <laughs> okay,
1: fair enough. So. Thank you for being honest. honest. Yeah, they,
3: they, they uh, delivered something that was uh, broken. And so they promised me some lead time so I can arrange it, but they didn't. All of a sudden they're just delivered and they've called five times.
4: I've told you, do not order those marble statues <laughs> online because if they're not packed properly, it's going to throw off Great. your whole wine guy. What
3: about a refrigerator?
4: What? I when your refrigerator I you would, goes. I don't know why you would put one of those in your uh, <laughs> next to your saltwater pool and uh, and reflection pond.
3: Salt? oh, I thought you were talking about your own backyard.
4: No, 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 we had a little bit of a flood, but this I don't know whether the water was salt or not.
2: We just uh, um, Probably not. Just, yeah, No, just, probably not. I just got a doctor's strange like costume online a couple weeks ago and I'm going to be wearing that a lot upcoming upcoming weeks or so when I go back to school cuz uh it, lo- it looks awesome <laughs> it looks really I'm cool wait for you to bring this around it was sure. an
1: amazing non-sequitur yeah, that where's... might be one of the best uh non-sequiturs <laughs> i've ever heard of this is super adhd
4: okay well uh this moment brought to you by tom maswell yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> that was even more obscure than what tom does he's <laughs> off, so, although
4: he would like the doctor strange he'd like the cartoon reference right or the comic book yeah reference. i
1: mean no because he only likes batman if we want to stay yeah, well, with that,
4: batman's
2: Latin. the best okay like See one of these DC versus Marvel guys? Like, I don't, I don't like think
4: that. he even
3: knows. Are we going to stay with Latin? Because I think it's on your rundown next.
2: Resipa loquitur? Uh oh. That just means accidents are devolved from ignorance. Yeah, or
4: negligence. ipsa loquitur means the thing speaks for itself.
2: But maybe that's. It implies negligence. It's a phrase right? that a implies Latin. ignorance and negligence yeah. in, in the case of accidents.
4: So anyways, we love it when you suggest
2: songs for us for Room
4: 7609. And 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 if you are listening to the audio download, we really appreciate that. We probably have lost most of our YouTube viewers because we have to switch off the live broadcast once we get into live music. But it's we, very sad. We would love it if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel because it really does support the show, as do your donations, except there were no donations this week, so maybe we'll, well get some YouTube sad. subscribers. That would be really nice. It's very sad. And as Patrick told you earlier, hit the... Like the video,
2: hit the subscribe button, click that bell for notifications. There you go. And whenever
4: we go live, which sometimes is a dicey proposition, you will know because you will get a notification. So feedback, uh, just a little bit of feedback this week. Tanya writes, Hi, Mr. Elric, avid fan of your column and podcast, but I thought the Mr. Lacido column was your weakest yet. So if you missed last week's offering in the free press of the new On Guard column, I talked about how Macomb County prosecutor, who was on this show a couple weeks ago, was having a birthday party fundraiser, and how it made me think about all the other politicians I know who have raised money using their birthday as a hook. Mr. Lacido uh, got in a little trouble for a picture that was taken during his fundraiser, kind of a tempest in a teapot, but there was a lot of tea being poured on him at that time, so it kind of cascaded a little bit. But the other guys, well, Andre Spivey, Detroit City Councilman, in prison for taking bribes, partly to fund his birthday party fundraiser. Kwame Kilpatrick, out of prison, but went to prison in part for extorting contractors, which he did one time. He had a party called the Splash of Red, where he had people come out to celebrate his birthday, and they gave him cash, including a poor little youth football coach who was only going to put 10 bucks in the kitty, but was told you should put at least 100 bucks, which he did, but then he didn't have enough money to eat anything other than ramen noodles for the next week. So we kind of explored this phenomena, but Tanya, you know, was a little underwhelmed. She says, it seems like Lacito is the go-to boomer white guy punching bag. It was an entertaining read, I suppose, but it's a bit lazy. I didn't see any there there worthy of your valuable reporting, especially on the eve of a primary and especially right after Lacito was vindicated by the Michigan Supreme Court. Now, of course, we did talk last week about Lacito winning a court case involving his ability to hire people, Macomb County Executive Mark Hackle thought he didn't have that power. The Supreme Court disagreed. So we did We did talk about that. Um, and then, uh, then Tanya weighs in and says, I hope readers or editors aren't bullying you over the race of your targets so you figured Lacito was an easy white guy to aim your ink at. And she signs it warmly, Tanya. She also suggested some other people we should be going after. But this is kind of a, a, a question that comes up in newsrooms when you're a week out from an election, this issue of going easy on people in the primary, there's kind of a, a grace period in the week leading up to an election where you generally will not write anything negative about a candidate unless it's huge. Like, really, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Because you don't want to derail a candidate when they're so close to the finish line. And newspapers and news organizations debate this all the time when they find out something a little sketchy about a candidate as to whether or not it's a big enough deal to put out there as people are making their minds up. I will tell you, my column was strictly because Lucido had just had his birthday party fundraiser last week, which I talked to him about. He said, why are you picking on me? I said, because you just had your fundraiser and because you sent me like four invitations so it was very much on my mind, and I'd just written about Andre Spivey and his problems and with... You,
1: and you got well comments from him, too, right? I mean, doesn't that help? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... I was, I was good about it, yeah. Yeah, I mean,
4: Lacido had plenty to say about yeah. it, and he's, he's not someone who, who runs from a, an opportunity to comment or from a controversy, so...
3: Your so, editors weren't bullying you?
4: No, but I will tell you that I've heard this over the years, and, and Hugh Perkins and I have talked about it on the news, and it's come up in many forums that there are a lot of people who will attack and say, oh, you only go after black people, which is absolutely not true. Uh, I think even in the free press, I've written about things ranging from uh, infighting in the Republican Party in Macomb County, all white guys, uh, problems with Judge Hathaway. I shouldn't say Judge Hathaway, probably soon to be Judge Hathaway running on his name or his wife's name again, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I primarily cover the city of Detroit. I primarily cover Wayne County. And when you look at the politicians in power in those two governmental entities, it tends to be overwhelmingly black people. And uh, so when people do something wrong in our home area and I write about it, I write about it because of what they've done, not because of what they look like. But there is a lot of thought put into what we cover and how we cover it to make sure that it doesn't seem like we're only paying attention to one particular group of people. So these are things that we do consider when we do stories, but we don't just say, you know what? We haven't done anything on a white guy in a while. So let's pull this guy out of the crowd and beat the shit out of him just so we can try and make people think that we're fair. It doesn't work that way. But, um, but uh, I can see why people have those concerns because my race comes up all the time. Like we said, at the top of the show, we had tons of volunteers at the polls And instead of hearing, wow, you had a lot of people out there working hard for you, we heard about what they looked like. Because race, sadly, is a part of our lives. It's something that we shouldn't ignore, we can't ignore, but there are times when it's going to be used to try and derail people, to try and undermine people, and to try and create a problem when there isn't a problem. And the sad thing is we have so many problems with race in this country, and particularly in this region, Why do we need to create places to make it an issue? I don't know why. But in a nutshell, Tanya, Pete Lacido, it was timely. So that's why we did it. And and frankly, these these politicians who have fundraisers on their birthday, doesn't that sort of
1: speak to ego? I mean, mean, I'm so great you should come and give me money? You you have to have an ego to be a politician. That's true, too. I firmly believe that. The more prominent the office, I think, greater the ego. You You have to have an ego to do a podcast, too. No, but you do uh, I like my name's on it. Or something. You like mentioned it, in the article, too, about uh, him, Clinton please. and Obama. Yeah, and that, that even Patrick has an ego. Had Marco. birthday fundraisers.
4: Yeah, and, and Clinton raised $10 million. I think Obama's raised way more than that. And I think later on, Clinton had a birthday fundraiser for the Clinton Foundation. So he was always going to cash in on on that, that blessed day when, uh, when he was he was born.
1: Isn't it just another reason to ask for money? Oh, yeah. Because they're always... Asking for money, and they'll find any reason to shoot out an email or a text to ask for money.
4: Oh, and we've talked a little All bit about, about this that. on this show, but one of the things that I just think is, oh, man, it's. It, I see it more and more now, and maybe it's just because it's so easy to reach us, but somebody will be in real trouble. I mean, like something really horrible will happen, and then they'll send out an email and say, something really horrible happened, send me $3. Yeah. You know, yeah. I I've been targeted by so and so. That's why I need $5, $15, yeah.
1: $25. You can send it here, which makes me Is feel that better or worse than saying, "It's my birthday. Give me money." I mean, I don't know. Well, they're f- both fucking lame.
4: Yeah, raising money was one of the things I liked doing the least about uh being a politician. And and you know, I I raise a lot of money for Clark Park too, and and that's a great cause that no one should ever feel ashamed to beg for but I still am not comfortable asking people for money for anything but uh, that's
1: the most important thing though in an election speaking
3: part. of birthdays yeah. and birthday oh. parties oh we have a big party on. coming up right
4: oh my god I can't believe we forgot to mention sir yes thank you Sean we are going to be having a party Liar. next Monday. Um, uh, I know he's that. lying through his teeth. That's he's August. Sure too. He's never thanked no, no, me in I his should, life. I should have mentioned me it off the life. top. <laughs> um, no, I, that one time I thanked you for being quiet.
3: No, but- I think we had a sincere, real conversation about 15 years ago. It was great. He may have thanked me after that.
4: When it was over. Um, on Monday, August 8th, we're going to be having a little soiree at the Cadu Cafe to celebrate Kalina and Patrick, our NIL athlete and our intern, And you're going to come out and get a chance to meet them. We're going to have feather bowling from 7 until 8. And then after that, we'll just sit in the beer garden and have some beers. And we may have some feather bowling after 9 o'clock. But uh, but we invite you to come out and meet the team. I'll be there. Patrick will be there. Kalina will be there. We'll have some friends and family. We'd love to meet you. I think we'll have some merch, although I usually bring the merch and then forget to sell it because I just kind of am drinking beer and hanging out. But uh, Sean may be there. Mark may be there. We don't want to make any promises we can't keep, but we would love to see you at the Cadu Cafe next Monday to help us send off our intern and our NIL athlete back to Michigan State and the Grand Valley State where we're sure the only things ahead of them are greatness and hangovers.
2: And voting. Yeah, and lots and lots of alcohol. That's where the hangovers come in. But,
4: uh, you know, that reminds me of uh, Dr. Strange and Benedict Cumberbatch one time. No, no nothing to remind me
2: of You're not very good
1: at non-sequiturs. I'm, I'm,
2: that's a good thing. Yeah, leave that to me. Yes. No,
4: you're doing fine.
3: You're How doing about fine. if I just do it with no sequitur at all?
4: Actually, I have a non-sequitur. What else is on Your the... Your sequitur is very good. What else it's, is on the... It's somewhat
3: uh, of a sequitur. Red Shovel Network.
4: Hold on a second. I got to tell the story because it's about my grandma. I love telling stories about my grandma. Although in my column, I told my Thank story you, about throwing slippers at my
3: Thank grandma. Thank you for producing <laughs>
4: Mike <laughs> grandma. But um, so... Your tantrum. Back when my grandma was still with us, uh, I posted something on Facebook that said, um, doesn't Benedict Cumberbatch look a lot like Fred McMurray? And my grandma's comment was, who's Benedict Cumberbatch? Because she's in her 90s, where everybody else, I think, was (laughs) saying, who's Fred McMurray? (laughs) Right, right. And, of course, Benedict Cumberbatch came on to
3: play. That's nice.
4: You're the best grandma ever, Dr. Strange. Thank you. So, and we want to thank Patrick's grandmother for listening because um, she knows who
2: Fred Murray is. Probably and apparently, John
4: is. Quincy Adams.
2: Yeah, she was, uh, they were best friends when they were growing up.
4: Really? I, I, I heard she was dating Button Gwinnett.
2: I don't know who that is, but it's that another sign been. of the Constitution.
4: Uh, know your history, son. Uh, Sorry. No, uh, anyways, <laughs> everybody in Georgia knows who I'm talking about.
3: Yeah, we've got uh, Dave Burkett on. To talk about the lions on the, on the Carlos <laughs> oh, and Sean podcast.
4: I'm checking the I'm checking the rundown. There's nothing on here about Carlos and Sean. That's uh, okay. I'm just
1: adding that in there. Oh, you just walked that on. Okay. <laughs> Can you If Dave Weasel is way onto uh, what what is Hard Knocks? Let me, let me like anytime put, there's a camera yeah, there. Yeah. We put a note. Yeah. No, no will you ask? I will probably sure. want to be stay. What you didn't put that
3: in there? You must
1: be uh, Cns. You I thought be time tired is ask precious me about it. Yeah. No, thank you. I would love to know because when there's cameras around people act differently they always do they just do it's just human nature well that does that happen with hard knocks because it's a very controlled contrived version of what nfl training do. There, so there's phony. so many cameras they're yeah. everywhere it's fake the way they edit it they're not going to show you the no real but shit. that's different that's but, but when you're there that's what i'm wondering there's so people... many
3: cameras i i was there a few days ago i didn't even think about them really okay uh, because they're everywhere right and not only that we're used to as print people especially we're used to having tv people like mike around and they're camera people
1: so okay so it's really, really kind of, not that different yeah, anyway
3: yeah they're in there's got to be a different feel i mean it, this
1: is a big i mean you
3: go into a baseball show. clubhouse after a game and there are cameras everywhere right and you got to get in and around i try to stay away from
1: them but, but you know it's this reality show that's kind of what i was wondering like you know, i think some people would play up to it i
3: don't know maybe i don't think it's a whole lot different than knowing you're going to show up on on the evening news in, in, in the background when you're.
1: Yeah, but that's prank.
4: I mean. Oh, but this- those jokers are always bumping India and saying, hey, man, you know, hey, whatever.
3: Yeah, or, or you're in my way or come on, you know. I, I mean, they I, have cameras in the, uh, the meeting. A guy got upset with me in Vegas because I was blocking his shot when I was trying to talk to. Isaiah uh, Livers I think I can't remember who it was but I gotta um, have that shot yeah <laughs> yeah no gonna, I know and, break. and then I turn around I'm like I didn't like this tone and I reacted to it in a way I don't normally do I would turn around and i like
4: dude step to me bitch is that what you and said and then afterwards Ooh, I'm let's like let's get the uh, film from he was, him
3: he was, he was a little guy and afterwards I said oh I'm sorry man I just uh, Did you put your hand on the but camera? it was the way he was so irritated with me and it you know yeah I don't like doing that at all nah. don't ask Dave that unless question. it's
4: Mike Cali. <laughs> Uh, next week, speaking of TV guys, we have some special guests coming on the show next week. Of course, Patrick will be here. Kalina will be back in town. And Max Prokop, who wrote uh, Buzz Me Cool, mm-hmm. which is uh, our uh, cool-ass shit was the other name we had for it, which is our our uh, our commissioned background music bed. And Derek Kevra, my former colleague at Fox 2, who is uh, one of the meteorologists there, he and I will be emceeing a... Uh, an ALS fundraiser at the Magic Bag on uh, August 12th. And so he's going to be on next Tuesday to talk about the event, talk about how you can help out, and we'll tell a few stories along the way. So next week we have a great show. Hopefully it will make up for this week and you'll give us another chance. And then I think it's just a matter of, you know, killing some time the rest of the week with the Drew and Mike show and the Child of the Duff No BS News Hour. Sounds good. Sounds lovely. Yeah. So you know what sounds better? Cyrus? Sire's so taking sound.
0: Can you dig that? Can you dig it?
1: Can you dig it?
3: What noise? I'm in the business of loud.
1: That's fuchsia. Yeah, fuchsia. Fuchsia's a bit in your
0: face. That's... I want in your face. I am in your face.